Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Be Here Now. I am your host, Bridget Mitchell. And on today's episode, I got to sit down with my oldest sister, Kirsten, and we got to chit chat about a bunch of different things, but it was really nice getting to sit with her and talk about growing up and our dynamic as she is 11 years older than me and kind of where we're at right now and how life has turned out for her and some of the things that she has overcome. And yeah, I think this episode is intimate and personal, but also pretty lighthearted. And hopefully it feels like you are sitting in the living room with us just listening to two sisters talk. Um, But she mentions in the podcast that she is a hairstylist. And if you are in the Dallas area and you are looking for a fresh haircut, you can check out the Songbird Society. Um, And you can also check out her Instagram, Kirsten Patterson Hair. And I will be linking those in the description if she is okay with that. Um, But yeah, I appreciate you all for listening and I hope you enjoy getting to hear a little bit more about me and my family and my oldest sister. This is Be Here Now. Hello, everyone. (laughs) I'm joined by my sister, my oldest sister today, and I'll let her introduce herself. Uh, (laughs) Hi, I'm Kirsten. I'm Bridget's oldest sister because she has two oldest sisters. I'm the oldest one, the best. Oh, (laughs) sorry, Kate. Um, How old are you? 35. 35. You should know that. You just turned... No, I know, but I don't... I don't want to be like, she's 35. I'm 35. Um, I also could have introduced you, but I want you to, I wanted you to do that. Okay. Um, yes, Kirsten is my oldest sister, and we are 11 years apart, so we've got quite an age gap. Um, but yeah, I guess tell us a little bit about yourself, and <laughs> we can dive into it. You have I an mean, accent, not, and I don't. I mean, yes, but I don't know how strong it is anymore. You have it. It's there. It's there. Yes. <laughs> um, about myself. Well, I'm 35. I uh, I cut hair. That's my job. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. But you're from. Where are you from? When did we move here? Uh, <clears throat> you want to go all the way back to the beginning? Yes. Okay. Um, we. Uh, it's such a long story, Bridget. I mean. Where were you born? Let's start there. Okay, I was born in South Africa, um, uh, and uh, yeah, I was born there, and had. I mean, you want me to go through the whole thing? Mm-hmm. Not like you don't have to go super detail, but yeah, tell us, tell us your story. Yeah, this is like therapy. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> I don't need any more therapy. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think, let's see, I guess I've, I I don't really sit and think about my life like this, mm-hmm. but yeah, born in South Africa and uh, to my 
mother, which is your, we share the same mother, and then your uh, father adopted me, who's my stepfather. So Mm -hmm. I guess my mom had myself and Kate uh with our biological father and then they divorced when i was I don't, gosh i don't even know probably like seven. seven yeah and he kind of uh took off and he was american so he came back to america and yeah it was kind of a weird thing because he pretty much stayed home and raised uh kate and i and he was a uh uh, schizophrenic drug addict so mm. that was pretty interesting yeah. um although I think he had had a, a several years of stability but he was yeah he was very artistic and mu- musical prodigy and was very into crystals and he was a spiritual medium and uh he talked to angels and all this crazy stuff so we had a lot of exposure to that and uh, now that I'm like rambling about this that was like my formative years Mm. so and then mom was you know poor mom was running around trying to work and (laughs) trying to trying to figure out how to leave the guy and escape Mm -hmm. um or not escape I shouldn't say that um I think she was madly in love and I think she was in a very difficult situation but um she finally you know realized it was a not not a great situation so we did actually move to America for I think a year or something like that and she basically dropped him off here went back to South Africa with Kate and I and asked for a divorce so Mm. that was her escape plan and then pretty soon after she met Wayne who is your biological dad um and he was is basically the complete opposite um farm farm guy the most stable angel of a person ever I mean he's just a complete angel everybody loves him Mm -hmm. and he adopted us and he was a great um force of a parent I mean he was Mm -hmm. just a really great great I mean I feel very very blessed to have had him and then yeah and then we stayed in South Africa and they had you which also rocked my world because I was like what the almost 12, 12 years old mm-hmm. um and uh yeah I had I had I was very much in my own world I had like my own group of friends mm-hmm. and I was you know like had my first like little boyfriend that you came once we moved here you went back to go to the matric dance with uh, him well yeah. That's so funny. Okay, continue. Um, but yeah, I had like, just had a really like booming social life <laughs> for the first time. And then they were like, we we're going to move to America like a couple years later. And then it was like, we moved to Texas from, you know, this beautiful, just we live by the beach on a gorge in this mm. beautiful place. And, uh, and I was kind of like, oh, okay, I'm excited. But I didn't really have feelings about it because it was such a quick decision. Mm-hmm. And you were a couple years old. And then we moved over here. And it was like the dead of winter to Frisco, Texas, which mm-hmm. is which now is a town. But at the time was a basically a uh, farmland with yeah. a, a little bit of a town. And, uh, yeah, it was not cool. I was... <laughs> I was 
so tall, so skinny, mm. um, jacked up teeth, uh, jacked up haircut. I think mom took me to get a haircut and they chopped it all off and I had like the 90s, like early 2000s, like short spiky in the back and the long in the front with the butterfly clips, like really unattractive. Had no friends and uh, it was crazy. It was a very, and then they, they basically came with no job. They had a job, but the company, whatever, they, it all fell through. So they had no job. They had $3,000, three kids. And so I felt like a little bit of a latchkey kid because, you know, we were, everything kind of got taken away from me again Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. it's like these different points in my life and then had to start over and you know they'd get home at they'd work their asses off and Mm -hmm. get home at 6 30 so I'd get home sometimes before them and then pretty much just kind of raised myself I went back to South Africa during the summer and yeah I don't know. I feel like I'm just rambling here, but no, it's good. Interesting. Um, Most people don't have this kind of upbringing. Most I don't know no, anyone. No, that's not true. I think no, everyone saying, has a story. Everyone has a story, but I don't know of any. I only know of a couple like immigrants who moved in their like formative years. Oh, uh, well. So it's funny. Like <laughs> I, was just, I, I never really thought about it, but I think. I think in some ways I'm really grateful because I was, you know, given sort of a resilience and ability to adapt mm-hmm. anywhere. But because I never had the type of personality, an extroverted personality, like I very much have had always had an introverted personality, which um, it was very difficult to I could adapt, but it was difficult to make friends and it was difficult to, you know, I guess just like feel like I had a, a community, so I always felt sort of kind of felt alone, I guess, mm-hmm. which is a little bit sad now that I'm saying that. But um, sad but relatable. Yeah, I think I think that's just a weird time. Anyway, your teens is a strange time because I went from being sort of this like really awkward kid, no one wanted to be my friend, and then like it was one of those like I guess kind of like the not like the movie but like Mm -hmm. um went from getting a boyfriend who you know um played football and then kind of hang out with both kids like the popular kids and the art kids and I always felt bad for the art the nerd kids and Mm -hmm. I like always wanted to be friends with everyone so then I ended up being friends with everyone which was great but I never had my own thing mm-hmm. so but I wouldn't change it I think it was it was a good thing for me and then um yeah I always thought I'd never live in America I just want to travel and do art and like be wild and free and was going through like a kind of a rebellious phase I guess because you know whatever it was that that time um well, I quit playing tennis. That's when it all went downhill. Like, I think I, if I had stayed in sports and been busy, then it would have been mm, fine. But, yeah, um, yeah I, I had too much free time on my hands. And I was terrible at schoolwork. And now looking back, I'm like, oh, I, I definitely had some learning differences and mm-hmm. lear- learning difficulties that were probably never diagnosed. And <laughs> I'm sure mom was like, mm, yeah, okay, you're fine, you know. Yeah. Um, 
Well, I mean, I'm not sure. She it, she was like that. So I think that I just, the idea of going to college and trying to do schoolwork was like not even an option in my mind because I barely crawled out of high school academically. Um, and so mom and dad were just like, you got to go. Like, you need to get out of here. And I was pretty young because of, of the way the school system worked from South Africa to America. Like, I graduated. Um, I was barely 18. I think I was still 17. So I was still young. And I um, had a cousin that lived in Spain. And mom and dad were like, go over there and go stay with him for a while. And went over there for a couple months and worked, try to work at a restaurant for like a day that didn't really work I, I really was just so young and mm-hmm. um stayed with my cousin's three guy friends that were you know in their 20s I mean it was it was it was a strange uh it was not the romantic idea I had in my head the reality of like earning money and having a job mm-hmm. and like all that stuff was was probably the best lesson I could have had because it was like okay well I actually have to have a plan if I'm not going to go to college but I wasn't passionate about anything I was really passionate about music and I loved um as a kid I was loved fashion like I loved getting magazines and tearing out pictures of like shoes and outfits and mm-hmm. putting them together um which was so funny because I was such a tomboy I mean I never you know really dressed up or wore a lot of makeup or but I was kind of always doing my friend's hair and my friend's makeup and I loved just like I loved the play aspect of it mm-hmm. and uh so when I was in Spain I called uh, I, can't, I can't remember if mom called me or whatever but I was in a pretty pretty dark space I would say um because I felt like all my friends had moved on and done something and I just had no I had no like direction in my life which is so now I'm like that's so normal oh yeah you know like oh yeah Mm -hmm. and then she said I think you should go to hair school and I was not into that idea at all I was kind of uh like grossed out that she would even ask (laughs) like I (laughs) I mean I'm just like what you want me to do what and uh she said well you could you could do hair for magazines you know and you could go in that direction but you just have to have I remember she said something like if you if you want to be a trash collector I don't care what you want to do you just have to find something and you have to have goals and you Mm -hmm. have to go for it you know Mm -hmm. and if that doesn't work out you try something else and I'm really grateful that they there were a lot of things just like anybody's parents that you agree with and disagree with and I think one of the things mom and I are incredibly different people um but she was very good about giving me the freedom to uh be who I wanted to be and she could tell that I was always going to have to do something creative Mm -hmm. um and she was always you know reading books on how to raise my creative child and my <laughs> you know whatever spirited child or whatever it was because um, she's just so pragmatic and practical and so anyway and then I came back to Texas and went to hair school and um the first am I talking I feel like I'm talking so much no you're good that, that's the point right that's the point um and then I yeah came back to Texas went to hair school 
And uh, well, then I was going to go back to Europe because I had this thing about not living in Texas. I was like, I'm going to be European and I'm going to like, I was just very like, I'm way too cool to be in like Dallas, Texas. Like I've got like, I'm so cultured and I like know about stuff, you mm-hmm. know? Yep. And uh, I had a boyfriend at the time, and so he was in college, so I stayed because he was in college. And during during that time, I, like, you know, got out of hair school and went and worked at a salon. And I um, actually, for the boss that I have now, which is really interesting, um, um, and I uh, hated it. I hated it. Like, I was just, like, I don't, I don't like this. I, I don't want to do this. I feel like I'm feeding into this vanity beauty industry, Mm -hmm. like women being super insecure and talking constantly about how, you know, they look gross and they look fat and they look old and their neck is disgusting. And then I was also trying to figure out how to actually cut their hair too and talk to them I was so young and they were mostly women who were older than me or had kids I couldn't relate to them it was just mm-hmm. just like a weird phase because a lot of my friends were still in college and were you know going to parties and I was working I just got thrown into like the work field really really young and so I uh I just started traveling and I traveled all over I lived in a like just cheap cheap apartments I would go with friends I went with my boyfriend I went with my other sister and just backpacked and traveled and I got really passionate about that and something I still really love and is is very very important to me and it kind of filled that void of like I have I guess this thing in my personality where I feel uncomfortable with uh certain levels of like being in this being in the same place mm-hmm. um which is so funny because I have kids now and having kids is like probably the most stable thing that mm-hmm. that you could or it forces you to be you're there wrong yeah you like but anyway it was uh so I distracted myself with that, thought about going back to school. I actually walked into a community college, enrolled in school, and then um, filled out the, I walked in, I filled out the papers. This was like five years into doing hair. And then I walked out and threw them in the trash can. <laughs> um, and I was like, what am I doing here? Um, and then I thought about, I thought about being a yoga instructor. I thought about all these things. And then I just was like, okay, I'm just going to, keep traveling, keep doing this. And then I started enjoying it, started working for a modeling agency, doing hair and makeup and started teaching and then started really getting into it. And then now, 17 years later, I've been still doing it. I I love what I do and I feel so fortunate um, because most people I talk to don't don't like their jobs I mean that's just the reality of it um and I think especially now because people are have the ability to have choice and to choose what they want and so it almost makes it harder Mm -hmm. because they have like they they have the um the privilege of Mm -hmm. of choosing um but it can also 
make things difficult. But so, yeah, I guess that's is that what you wanted to know? Yeah. Yeah. I actually talked to mom about that. Um, thank you for sharing your background. Um, yeah, I talked to mom about that because she was asking me, like, I remember when I graduated college um, in the summer of 2019 or whenever it was. And she was like, I was having like really bad anxiety, but I was also heavily dealing with like my eating issues Mm -hmm. and, um, and I had yet to tell them about it, but she was like, why are you freaking out all the time? Like, why are you just so in your head? I'm like, I don't know what I want to do with my life, but it's true. Like there are so many options and routes that you can take that it is intimidating. It is like, how am I supposed to be 21 years old deciding what my fate is like that doesn't feel right Mm -hmm. but she did say the same thing like just pick one thing and go with it just see just start somewhere and if you don't like it that's the beauty of the world we live in you can change it you're not stuck anywhere nothing is nothing is permanent um so that is something really really great and I did want to mention too like now that I just like brought up the eating thing there's like that is a is that a honeybee no, or a, a sugar bee massive fly that's like a pregnant fly um you were the first person that i told i remember we went on the walk mm-hmm. i was literally like about to just burst and i was like i have eating issues like i literally like i binge and then i feel bad and i cry and then i'm just so stressed out and i was just i was like dish absolutely distraught and you were like it's totally cool and I was like, what do you mean? It's okay. Like, is it really? And you were like, yeah, no, it's actually like, there's so many people that struggle with that kind of stuff. And I like felt so normal. Um, you did? Yeah. Just like, what, what do you mean you did? Like I, after that conversation? Yeah. 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 I mean, that, that so was you, what encouraged me, huh? You were in college, though, right? That was your last year of co- my, my last year of college. Okay. Yeah, but that, like, encouraged me to, like, actually, like, write mom and dad a letter and, like, tell them what was going on. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, that was before I went to India. I mean, that was before I went to South Africa. But, um, yeah, anyways, I was going to say, okay, going back a little bit, like, our age gap. I thought I, this was one of the place where you were going to be like, thank you so much. I did say thank you. No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just you changed my life no but you did you did encourage me it is funny no it is funny though how like i came to you even though i i did not feel close to you i didn't feel i don't when you have a sister or a sibling who is so much older than you basically like you moved out when i was okay wait you, you you moved out at 17 i was why can't i do math you were like six no 11 years older six plus 11 is 17 oh wow yeah so i was six when you moved out yeah that's insane yeah so i literally went my entire middle school high school like without you around like i literally didn't i didn't really know not i didn't know who you i don't want to say i didn't know who you were but like i only i didn't know i only hung out with you whenever i i got a little bit older and like mom and dad i remember one time i went and stayed in your one of your apartments on like the third floor in that little building. It was oh, tiny God. with the white. It was like all white. I remember was it creepy. No, I don't. I don't remember if it was creepy or not, but that, that was like one time we hung out. And then another time was when we went to the movies with my friend 
Like I really, we've only ever hung out like a handful of times, which is so weird. The other day, remember when? Remember when Nick like DJed your birthday party and you guys were like eleven or twelve? I hate that. (laughs) That was my thirteenth birthday. Yeah, it was so funny. (laughs) We made those headbands. Yeah, that was cute. You guys made that special. But my point being, like having a sibling who is so much older than you, like as you get older, I something that I've been struggling with just as of recently as we've obviously formed our own opinions and have done all of our own you know lived our lives separately essentially is like you are my older sister but a lot of the times you feel like my mom in a way like like mm-hmm. like it's just a different dynamic mm-hmm. um and yeah sometimes I have to be like okay wait I'm your sister like well we have very not- different personalities too yes yeah you, you definitely get a lot like your creativity is obviously from your dad and like your like I don't want to say like <laughs> what's the word like la di da di da like like fucking <laughs> like <laughs> spray painting the walls and like you know just like I don't know I always thought you were like really cool though but no we are very different yeah I mean hmm it's interesting I don't know what your perspective is like, like having like a little. Well, I think I, I, I don't, I think you, I think this is typical between an oldest and a youngest sibling anyway. Like the oldest always feels like they're kind of left out of things and the youngest always feels like they were left out of things. Mm -hmm. So in a way we kind of have that in common because I mean, really, um, but yeah, you're so self-absorbed in your, especially in your, uh, I mean, you're still in your 20s, but um, especially in your 20s and not, not in a bad way. I mean, it's a good thing because it's like the time of your life where you're supposed to be, you know, trying different things and doing different things and hanging out with different groups of people. I mean, that that's failing, a lot of failing, a lot of making mistakes I mean I feel like but you're just not thinking you're separating from your family so you're not mm-hmm. really thinking about oh I wonder you know I mean I didn't have I was I was very self-absorbed and I went I remember there was like god probably years where I barely talked to mom and dad because I was just just in, I didn't even think that it would hurt their feelings I was really in my own I didn't feel like they were really into my life growing mm-hmm. up. Um, and, you know, we've had kind of our talks about that and had, you know, some growth, major growth around that. But they didn't have the ability to, to be there for me. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they're like, I wanted them to because they were, you know, struggling. Yeah. Um, trying to just provide. Trying to make, provide. And, and I didn't have the maturity to express that because I was a kid. And so I felt very much like I had to be a fan for myself. So in my 20s, I was kind of like, well, they don't really care. So I don't really care either. I'm just doing mm. my own thing. And it turns out like neither of it, none of those things were true. Were true. But, yeah. you know, you're just you just have a different. But yeah, I'd, I would agree with you. We just were in different phases. I think you probably feel more intensely about it than I do I'm I'm just kind of like yeah that makes sense like yeah because it is I mean obviously we have um different 
like we're in we're, we we are living different experiences you being the oldest i me being the youngest and i mean you had lux when you were 27 27 yeah and so i was 16 yeah 15 16 yeah so not like, only i don't care yeah but i mean in a way i kind <laughs> of didn't because it's like yeah, you were 17 yeah and it's like I, I already was like I don't really you come around like every once in a while because yeah. we were living in the suburbs you were living in the city like you came around every once in a while and oh now you're having a kid and then it was just like the, a weird expectation almost for me to like be really involved in like wait from l- who no me expectation for me to like be involved I know, but with who who did you feel like that expectation came from um uh, maybe no maybe like mom and dad yeah, yeah, saying yeah. like oh well you know, Lux's birthday is like coming you up. Babysit or like, or something. Yeah, or like I should babysit or I I should, you know, be around for all the birthdays. And I mean, that's totally like fine and 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 like probably normal for a lot of families. But to me, I was like, okay, I don't even know this girl. Like, I know she's my sister, obviously, like, but you didn't come around that often and now you have a kid and now I'm expected to like watch her and Granted, I'm being very dramatic, but this is how it was in my brain. I w- I didn't yeah. babysit. It's not like I babysat every weekend. But I don't think you ever babysat. For me. I did. <laughs> I did babysit a few times, but also you live so far. Well, I also never really asked you to either. Yeah, I was very but, like understanding that you were 17. But mom and dad were like, there was a pressure to like be involved. They they really. But I do think, you feel like that translated into like how you felt that I felt about you? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, but I didn't think even think about it. I was like, oh, she's she's like a 17 year old, you know, I mean, because yeah, I didn't even think about it like that. Yeah. But even like like. I wanted to like I was an aunt and I'm like, I just got my first job. I'm like, yeah. what? Well, this is weird. Like and then it was like, oh, their birthdays are coming up in Christmas and you got to like get toys and presents. And I was like, what? I don't know. It was just very interesting because um, I was a child myself and now you like you're raising a child. But yeah, so now it's 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 interesting that I never I don't think I ever really knew, like, except for the couple times that we hung out prior to you having kids. We never. Now I know you as like Kirsten, the mom. Like, Kirsten who cuts hair and, like, is a mom. I know, it's so funny. It's so just like, weird. Can I just tell people, so before we, she asked me, she was like, can you come on and talk about, like, what it's like being a mother and, like, and I was kind of like, wait, what? Like, I feel like it's so funny because, of course, you see me that way. I mean, I, I'm not, of course, you see me like that, but in my head, like, <laughs> I'm still, like, being a mom is just, like, a subcategory of my life. Like, mm-hmm. I don't define myself in that way yeah I think a lot of women who are mothers do do that yeah I'm not saying that I that's a bad thing I just don't personally even think about it like that like yeah I because I have very much have my own life my kids are like a part of my life so it's so funny because you know I still have like you know the the same things well they're different but I still have hobbies and passions and that I had before I had kids it's just they're an addition to my life mm-hmm. they don't like define yeah who I am but but and I'm not it's just funny because of course that's how I saw people before that before I had kids I was like oh she's a mom or mm-hmm. like well she stays at home or like 
she works, but she her kid, you know, she she doesn't take care of her kids. She has nannies. So like you're holding the mic. Like oh, I was <laughs> sorry, I forgot. Um, but yeah, it's funny putting people in. I think that's been like the biggest theme of my life is like I hate being in a box like mm. so much. Yes, yeah. I'm like terrified of it, mm-hmm. and I don't like boxes. I don't like categories. I don't like being defined by something I don't like other people defining me mm-hmm. I'm very much yeah I'm super super laid back but I'm also very neurotic and like rebellious and like have always had a rebellious streak and mm-hmm. I think that um I think it's yeah it's just interesting it's just different it's just interesting yeah and then you said oh and then you said Okay, well, maybe just talk about things you learned in your 20s. And I was like, what? What the hell? Like, I don't even know. I mean, what did I learn in my 20s? Like, it's not like You've I got to my... You've done a lot with your life. You've been through... So here's the thing. Maybe maybe I... First of all, you're a cool mom. Like, Oh, well, you're see, like I don't coolest... want that either. Okay, but... well, I'm going to define... I'm, I'm labeling you in my head as a okay. cool mom. Because you are. You're a really cool mom. The kids are really cool, but they're respectful and they're... I don't know. I think you're doing a very good job. Thank you. But um, also like, uh, shit, where was I going with that? Oh yeah, I I wanted you to talk about your twenties, honestly, probably because I don't, I've never really gotten. I don't think I've ever gotten advice from you. I don't think I've ever really came to you. Except for recently, which has been a humbling experience for me because I don't like asking people for help. Uh-huh. As much as you don't like labels, I like my independence. I like figuring it out. You and like, that's also how we were you raised. You like to define things. I like to define you things. You like, and not you like labels, but you enjoy having structure. Structure. I yeah. like structure. I do too. And you're a little bit more fluid. Yeah, but I'd say you and I, where you and I are like, like we're both OCD about like mm-hmm. cleanliness stuff. Like yes. we're very much very similar in that way yeah I mean I like daily structure I like to get up and make the bed and Mm -hmm. like there's a lot of things I wish I could let go in that regard like you know but not that that's a bad thing but we we definitely have we have some similarities we have some similarities but yeah I do feel like um whenever I I like I guess I just never went to you for advice I feel like I really leaned on my friends, which is why I always joke that like that's so Megan, typical though. I know, but I I always joke that like oh Megan's like my third sister because yeah. you know we grew up together and she was an only child and I I was always like oh yeah I'm basically an only child because when I was 13, 14, you guys were both out of the house at that point yeah. and it was it was like I was an only child because I'm going through you know like the hardest times well what we we thought at the time was the hardest times ever of middle school and high school and you and you and Kate weren't around. Kate was in college. So she was, she was really doing her own thing. So I never really like asked for advice ever. I think maybe when I had my first breakup, I was like, what do I do kind of thing? I was just like sad. But even then, I don't think. I so don't maybe think that's why really I really ask for advice though, until you start to realize. I think that's just our to. family. <laughs> oh. I think, I think our family's just a little, we're not, we're not an emotional family. Uh, we're working on it we're working on it we're emotional people but i think it's yeah it's not really it's not normal to not i think it of course this is subjective and everyone's families are different but a lot of my friends 
were able to go to their parents for well, advice. Well, they had an open dialogue. Them. Yeah, yeah. We didn't. Well, so no, we didn't. And I think, um, and I think, I think that that's something that I really try to work on with my kids. Is like, probably now they're gonna be annoyed and be like, oh my god, my mom wants to talk about like my feelings again, mm-hmm. you know? Because I'm always like, how was your day? And like, what, what did like this? And sometimes. Just even having like really uncomfortable conversations like, oh, you're sad. Okay, it's okay to be sad. Whereas mm-hmm. like for us, it's like, you're sad. Okay, like you got to just get over it, you yeah. know? And sometimes like you can't, you have to be sad. You and have it's, to be sad. And it's like okay to be sad. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think in that way, like I, t- I totally agree with that. But but anyway, so going back to why I said, yeah, I'm just curious to know about like your 20s and about – Cause even you made a comment saying, um, we like looking back now, I, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life, but that was so normal. Like even just that sentence alone is so helpful. Cause it's like for people who really are confused with what they're doing with their life and they don't really have a plan and they don't really know what, what their next step is like just being validated and told like, that's normal. Like we're all if you don't have anyone in your life to tell you that how you're feeling is normal, then you're going to go your whole life feeling like you're abnormal and yeah. that there's that there's something wrong. Well, that's, wrong. A, that's like a shame thing, right? It's like, mm. I think shame is like all the things you do, <clears throat> made so many dumb decisions and we're around really just uh, really unhealthy people. And um, But then I also had a lot of great experiences and a lot of really fun sp- – I was had a lot of – I mean – I think it's, I think if you sit around and you don't learn from them, then that's one thing, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I also think, like, it's so funny in high school, like, there are categories. And, like, everyone is in a category. And even as a young adult, you're like, what am I going to do? What kind of person am I going to be? And mm-hmm. I think the one of the biggest gifts about, like, doing what I do is listening to people and realizing that, it really doesn't matter where you come from or how involved your parents were or uninvolved or how great their marriage was or if your parents divorced or if you had, um, like one of the, the biggest realizations for me was knowing that I always thought, oh, I have all these issues because my parents got divorced. And it's like, no, I had all these issues for different reasons and different things. And some of them were for my parents. Some of them were from other things. But there was a huge void and it wasn't from my parents being divorced. It was my dad abandoning me basically Mm -hmm. and being struggling with his own mental stuff. But now as an adult, I'm not, you know, I'm not as angry about it anymore. I've like accepted that he went through struggles and he went through abuse and he had a lot of trauma and stuff. Mm -hmm. And he, he, you know, wasn't able to be a parent and I can like almost um, uh, feel, not feel sorry for him because, but have like empathy, a little bit of empathy. Yeah. Like uh, I'm not, I'm just not like pissed off about it. You know what I mean? Or like, um, uh, so yeah, I think it's interesting how it's just, it's just, you, you learn that, you know, there, there's not, you don't really know anything and you're just constantly learning, I guess is the thing. Like there's no like, Oh, I went through my twenties and I learned all this stuff. And now that I'm in my thirties, you learn to just let go of a lot of things because 
you're just constantly learning and taking and you're constantly evolving and you're constantly moving from this thing to that thing or you should be I think you know Mm -hmm. like um I did I think I self-worth was a big thing for me in the last 10 years like Mm -hmm. I I think now I have a lot more self-worth than I had even five years ago um but that's something I've worked on uh, a lot and I think that's been you know huge like realizing your self-worth is is hard because when you're trying to also we I think for us we always come from there's that 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 commercial with uh is it Tilda Swinston or whatever where she's like it's all about women and it's like don't be don't speak up but don't be too loud and like Mm. be pretty but don't be like too pretty and like so I think just growing up there are a lot of conflicting things like you know be independent but don't be too independent and so anyway I think that's all pretty normal but um or not normal but uh common um I don't know I think I think I didn't I definitely didn't choose um I didn't enjoy going out like I always liked older people I always enjoyed people that were much much older than me (laughs) I mean really even as like a young kid um, and so I never felt like I could relate to my peer group. Mm-hmm. I never felt, even as a child or a teenager, I always felt like I would want to go talk to the teacher or like hang out with the teacher or hang out mm-hmm. with like mom and dad's friends or even now, like I, my preferred group of people is like 60 and up, you know, <laughs> um, because they just, <laughs> I mean, it's true. <laughs> uh, and now I'm just like realized that and I'm fine with it. You know, mm-hmm. whereas like before I'd be like, why can't I relate to these people? And like, why do I not want to be at this club? And like, why am I like drinking so much? Because I'm so bored of being here. Or like, why am I like, mm-hmm. it was a lot of boredom. And like, but it seemed like everyone else around me was like really stimulated mentally. And I just wasn't, mm-hmm. but I didn't know what else to do about it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I also, by the way, like never wanted to be a mom never oh, yeah I never that. never wanted to be ba- I never babysat mm-hmm. never wanted I still don't really want to hang out with other people's kids <laughs> I love kids but like I never wanted to like have the house with the white picket fence and like mm-hmm. be married with the three kids like that was just not that that actually that idea like just was not I mm-hmm. think out of all my friends and my family like people were like oh my gosh we you're the last person we thought would have Mm-hmm. you know had a family and had kids and so it's really funny because I think even our expectations for ourselves and like how we define Evolve. ourselves evolves mm-hmm. and like I think now I've just learned I'm almost scared to say never and I'm almost scared to say I don't like that or I don't want to do that or I'm not this way or I don't think like that or I don't do this because inevitably it like changes it's almost like mm-hmm. <laughs> you know and I think that's really interesting and kind of cool you know yeah we almost have to like change that verbiage to be I don't know well, yeah I don't know yeah it's like I don't know well you know I don't think <laughs> this will happen but I don't know yeah um 
I forgot I was going to I forgot what I was going to say. Um This oh, is, can I say something though again mm-hmm. even though I just talked for mm-hmm. like 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um This is your episode baby. I'm just I'm just living it talking about your eating disorders stuff. Mm-hmm. Um well, first of all, I think I'm very proud that you're able to talk about it cuz I think that that is the the biggest thing is that you have to talk about your problems. Mm. Um because I think if you run around saying, I'm fine, everything's fine, I'm doing great, I'm so happy, like, mm-hmm. you know, inevitably, like, not that you need to sit around and talk about your problems all day and let them define you either, but mm. I think that that's really, really good. But also, it's so funny to me because that was such a huge thing for you. Like, I can acknowledge that that was such a huge thing for you and you were obviously very, very upset and very vulnerable and... I could tell you were like holding it in for however many years. But for me, it was just like, oh, okay. Like it, it wasn't as big of a deal for me as it was for you. And mm-hmm. I think that that was, that's also interesting because mm-hmm. like I'll have people confess stuff in the chair mm-hmm. and say things that they think is like this big, you know, confession. There, yeah. And it's like, oh, okay. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's funny. Yeah, I mean, I appreciate that because, yeah, I mean, obviously, like, that was my experience, so your reaction is not going to be, like, just crazy, like, oh, my God, that's so, I'm just so sorry and all that, um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think you're right, like, you are supposed to face your problems head on and you... The people that like you and I are both pretty big believers in energy and like we're both very spiritual people. Well, I believe in God. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, (laughs) But like I if you ignore what you're going through, it will manifest in other ways. And like, I mean, we've seen that like in our own family dynamic um, that if you do play run around with your problems and your feelings and whatever and your trauma is like it will manifest in in other ways Mm -hmm. and I knew like I I literally just knew like there was a point where I was like I'm going to die like I'm going to die from this I'm going to die from this because I it literally felt like such a big weight um you mean emotionally felt like you were gonna die like like sometimes emotionally and physically like sometimes like when I when it would be like really really bad I'd be like, I literally can't do this. I, I literally can't. And that was when I, there was one time I, I talked about this on the podcast where I like really open up about like my eating disorder story, but I mm-hmm. prayed to God and I was like, make this cycle stop because I'm, I'm, I cannot keep doing this. And then eventually like, yeah, it did. And that's when I came to you. And then I told mom and dot mom and dad and all of that. But, and that's also like, maybe you can touch on this, but, um, I personally think like, having a and I mean this ties into purpose but like having a belief in a higher power whatever that might be for you god or whatever you however you define it like having some kind of purpose that like keeps you going forward in life is really important and I don't know if maybe like I know how you were saying in your 20s like you were just kind of not lost but like maybe you had purpose maybe you didn't but um I don't know if you can like give some wisdom on that, but on what just like, you know, having a purpose, a purpose or yeah. 
or even your purpose if you have one yeah hmm I know we didn't prepare for this no I know (laughs) well it's like I don't feel like I have I think that I know okay so I don't know about a purpose but I know that there are things that make me feel good about myself and there are things that make me feel bad about myself and uh sometimes it's really about look for me about looking at that Mm -hmm. and saying like oh wait like I notice when I you know go to go out of my way to do something nice for someone I feel better about myself I notice when I put my phone up and I sit down and I like listen to my kid I feel better about myself I notice when I you know get away from everyone and I go you know to the lake and I you know run or whatever and I'm alone I feel better about myself I notice when I listen to like a really good song and I clean I feel better about myself I notice when I I don't know I just I guess just also really realizing like there's a lot of people that I like I've been friends with that I kind of stopped being friends with not not necessarily because they were bad people or even necessarily because they were bad influences on me, but just because I didn't really feel like when I left being with them that I got a lot out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's just becoming more aware about that kind of stuff. Like more be, be intentional. More in tune and intentional. Yeah, more intentional and like yeah. more like just aware and they're just like little things. And so I don't, I think for me it's more about that than it is about some big grand purpose that Mm -hmm. I try to do you know like I felt a lot of pressure um about being uh I still feel actually feel this way um at times um like I want to be uh what's the word I'm looking for um uh distinguished in my career or like distinguished in like my career, my job is like, I look at it as like a career, you know, like I look at Mm -hmm. it as something that I want to grow. I'm constantly trying to expand it or grow it or do something different. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that is also uh, going against the grain or looking at things in a different way or maybe learning from other people in different fields or different um, careers. And Mm -hmm. that's really exciting to me and inspiring and I think it's more about that than than it is about purpose I think Mm -hmm. I think that um I mean there's definitely not like a right or wrong answer everyone yeah literally everyone that I've had on my podcast has a different definition of purpose yeah so that's what it would I guess for me as well when you say that that's just what I think about so that it just like getting it's like I mean the reason I started this ultimately was there are a lot of you and I also one of our similarities is we are very empathetic very empathetic both we pick up on lots of emotions around us and like even our own emotions were very it's almost like heightened in a way and I would like to call it passionate but you can call it that if you want you call to. it passionate yeah you don't like the word empathy no you said I had high, heightened oh, emotions heightened? oh I'm okay I'm joking but oh okay. yeah um yeah but I mean like 
like there's a lot of people that are depressed that are my age and I know that that's normal but it's also like I want to explore that I want to explore like people who have been in that like how they got out of that and 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 what the answer is to that maybe um if there could be one but yeah I mean that's why I ask like Mm. people like what they're like what gets them up in the morning like what makes you keep going well Um, okay I I do notice this like a lot of the a lot of young people and like people my age are like I have oh my god I have anxiety oh my god I'm depressed oh my god I'm this oh my god I'm that and like I do I do think it's great that people talk about this stuff now I do think it's great that there's so many self-help things but there's also a part of me that's just like well god I mean like that's just life I mean sometimes Mm. you're depressed sometimes you're Mm. anxious keep going sorry that's okay (laughs) I don't know why it paused that hasn't happened before I don't know I see all these young girls at work they're like oh my god I have anxiety it's like dude you're having a stressful day like yeah yeah you know it maybe your heart rate's going up like (laughs) just take a breath you're not an anxiety like I just feel like there's a lot of perpetuating something Um, yeah it's almost like we've gone as a society from one extreme to the other of like never talking about our problems to everyone has a diagnosis I completely agree with that yeah and like I I mean on my podcast with Sean we were talking about because he studied psychology in school and he said the one thing he hated the most was that was how pushing they were about diagnoses and he was like ultimately like a diagnosis is a, a label for a pattern of behavior. And that like real that like resonated with me because I was like, okay, it's just a way to define it like define you. it doesn't define you. It defines your behavior. Yeah, so what like, you're doing at that time or that time period. Yeah. Or- and so I think too, being able to like change the inner dialogue of like, instead of saying like, cause I do have a couple friends who really like root themselves in their diagnosis and I'm like okay but you're so much more than that so why not let's change of course if you have crippling anxiety that is one thing and I can totally empathize with that but like I catch myself too saying like oh I have anxiety and then I'm like wait no I'm like I just have anxious days I have days that are a little bit more like where my brain is just going way too fast and I literally have to stop myself and slow down and 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 yeah breathe and some people but are wired people yeah, are wired yeah. differently i i i i think uh, i don't know if it was on rogan probably is somewhere that i listened to they were talking about fight or flight and they were saying that there were two types of people or or this is general generalizing it but there were two types of people who in a fight or flight situation their blood pressure either lowered or it hired mm-hmm. and i definitely raised, raised yeah <laughs> hired is that not college everyone listen (laughs) I like barely made it out of school so um but I I do think like that's really interesting because I if if something if like the shit hits the fan I get like abnormally calm and Mm -hmm. um I have noticed that yeah it's it's something that like I just like handle high pressured situations really I like like them Mm -hmm. but it's also not not a great thing because I for a, for a long time, actually wanted to be in those situations because mm-hmm. um, they like were thrilling to me, I guess. Um, and now I'm like, I just want calm, mm-hmm. boring, you know. Like I had this girl the other day. She's like, 
um, I'm at this Leon Bridges concert. I bet you're here. And I'm like, no, I hate concerts. Mm -hmm. I don't like parties. And I, uh, you know, I, I can't remember what else I said to her. And then I was like, but I do like music and I love food. And then, you know, but she is just funny because it was, um, I don't know. It's just one of I those. I thought that was going to be like really interesting. And I know it really blocked. wasn't. Well, I was. I kind of my um, brain just sort of faded out. Like residual, it's okay. no, same. residual. Uh, um. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that, but that's I went okay. Nowhere. No, I think that's a good point. Um, it's the definition I, thing, the defining. It's just the whole like, yeah. I mean. I just think people should just be like, yeah, yeah, this is this is what happened today and not try to, like, we've just gotten into such an over-analysis thing. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, why did you, why did you come, come to me first? I don't know. Hmm. I thought you were the physically closest person in our family <laughs> that I was like, oh, I probably would have told Kate. Actually, no, I wouldn't have. I don't think I would have told Kate. I don't I don't know what Kate's reaction would have been. I think I might have told you because maybe you knew how mom and dad were to have handled it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I had told two other friends. Two other friends were, like, working through it with me. Um, but they also, like, weren't older. They weren't, like, they had no kind of ex- experience with that kind of thing um but yeah I don't know I guess I was just like also like my therapist calls this you would just spit um calls it like bidding for connection like whenever you like go to someone with something like really hard or or really vulnerable it's almost like you're you're making a bid for connection and I think maybe that's what I was trying to do too like I was just like oh I just yeah I just like want to go to my older sister and like make this bid for connection and like see if she can help me out um but yeah I mean you ultimately did you like gave me the encourage encouragement and you like empowered me to like tell them um which was cool you didn't like make me feel like I was freaking crazy um but yeah cool (laughs) but I will say like you are a very strong person too I mean you've dealt with a lot of shit in your life and you're an incredible woman <laughs> thanks yeah I feel emotions like- are not easy for <laughs> us. no I disagree I actually think emotions are easy for me I just think I I'm comfortable with not being like outwardly yeah um again it's that definition thing I think you can be emotional and be quiet about it I don't think you have to be overly expressive about things yeah um yeah I I I would agree I think I've I've gone through a lot but I think a lot of people go through a lot and it's just a choice you have everybody goes through a lot it's just a choice you make you know you can Mm -hmm. either I think one thing I learned is that most people stay in situations out of fear of Mm. what's on the other side even when they're unhappy and I think people go lifetimes and decades staying in something that's mediocre or staying in a situation that's mediocre just out of fear of like 
well, it's not that bad, you know, mm-hmm. like we bog yeah. in our heads like, well, I'm not, I'm not getting beaten. I'm not getting cheated on or I'm not that miserable at my job or I'm not, you know, I make decent money or I'm not, you know, this place is not that bad. And so we settle. Mm-hmm. And like now I'm in this different kind of headspace where I'm like, I just don't want to do that, you know, mm-hmm. like mostly because I have two kids that I have to show them show them that you can it's better to just instead of staying in the mediocre lane like to really fight for it and if it and then fail Mm -hmm. or like the best case scenario is like something great comes out of it you know Mm -hmm. which it eventually will if you keep trying right so um yeah i definitely and then the, the the cool thing too is like that I'm realizing, I guess I am realizing a lot in my 30s, but um, that if you, the more stuff you face, like the scary stuff, like the easier it gets, or it doesn't ever get like, not easy, I guess, but the, I don't know, the more changes I've had, some of the most fulfilled, like people that have the fullest lives have had the most pain mm-hmm. and the most like yeah the most pain that's that's one thing I've really learned like uh, the most changes and the most I'm not saying that you should be constantly changing things or but yeah in a way I guess like um so I kind of have embraced that now I'm like I'm like oh okay he has an uncomfortable situation or like mm-hmm. oh this is gonna suck but like I'm not gonna ex- explode you know, yeah. like when I was younger, it was like, oh my God, like if I do this, like I just had so much fear around even simple things like firing a client was like, you know, I mean, you don't just fire a client, but it was like, oh my gosh, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, just, I, I guess that comes with like aging too. You just, yeah. And that's another thing where like, or getting out of relationships, it's yeah. like, what if, okay I'm not that unhappy you know like Mm -hmm. if I if I I don't know it's just so interesting and now I'm kind of like oh yeah no yeah and I think that's that's where like as an older sister I know that it's probably like from your perspective or from from Kate's perspective it's like oh my gosh Bridget's freaking out or like she's so you know like why is she making this such a big deal but I am in that phase of you know, every uncomfortable situation gets a little bit easier to deal with because I'm learning that this is life. I mean, at first, like whenever I was first diagnosed with anxiety, she was like, oh, you have situational anxiety. And when I told my older friend, Devin, who's I think she's four years older than me, she was like, oh, so you're just learning how to be an adult now. And I was like, yeah, I guess you're right. Like, I guess this yeah. is situational. Like when you're thrown into an uncomfortable situation, obviously you're going to experience different emotions that you're not used to because you haven't experienced something like that before. So the more I experience change and uncomfortable situations, the, the easier it gets to like Mm. navigate those. Um, and I think that's why, like, I mean, I had this conversation with mom, but like asking for a little bit more grace and like just kind of reminding her too, like, Hey, 
I'm only 23. Wait, like, are you reminding me right now? Are you asking me for more grace? No, no. I'm just saying, I mean, if the shoe fits. No, I'm kidding. But like, no, I did have this conversation with mom about like, I am only 23. I I can only care about so much of so many different things. Yeah. And it's like, can we just remember like, can you remember what it was like when you were 23? It's and so I guess, different, though. I know. In a way, like, I feel like your guys is where your age group is so mature in some areas and then, like, so immature in other areas. Mm-hmm. Like, you guys are, like, you want to general ha- here. You wanna- no, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> well, I'm not – sorry, but I am not PC, so – No, I know. I mean, I know. I'm just not. Um, But I, it is generalizing, but – I uh, like it's so interesting because I watch like especially a lot of like people I work with that are younger like they really have their shit together in a lot of ways like they have nice places to live and they like go to nice restaurants and like have nice experiences and want to buy like nice products and Mm -hmm. they they function more as like in some ways as an adult like an older adult Mm -hmm. than I ever did. But in other ways, like their risk, their risk taking is totally different. Like Mm -hmm. I don't see a lot of young people that, you know, I don't know. It's just a different, it's a different, uh, a different time, time, but it's not, it's not better or worse. It's just different. different. So I think like. I didn't even ever really think of our family as like not being able to express themselves. I feel like you and Kate say that a lot. Like I feel like we have two parents that were very much um, stable Mm -hmm. and very, um, they were kind of like get over it. But I don't think there was ever a time where like when I actually did come to them, I don't think I didn't ever feel neglected neglected or like I just think they didn't have the capability to but I feel like as a family we've changed so much Mm -hmm. like now I don't know maybe that doesn't make any sense but I do feel like I do feel like things have definitely changed a lot like they understand that like you know, sometimes I don't need pragmatic advice. Sometimes I just need to like vent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've also, I've expressed that as well because I mean, they are practical, practical people. people. Like when I called dad and I'm like, I had a, a, I didn't have a very good day. And he was like, okay, well, did you go for your walk? Like, did you? And I'm like, okay, dad, yes, I went for my walk, but I'm still not having a good day. And I'm like, I just need to, you know, vent about my coworker or whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, it is a good, sometimes your parents aren't those people. Like, yes, that is also something that I've, that I have had to realize. Like you might want them to be those people, but yeah. But I think too, like everyone actually, I don't know. I don't know if I want to go down that rabbit hole. Um, my brain also just turned off for a second there. And I know. I saw it's it. just like <laughs> checked out. I do think though, like we having saying all this, I do think we were very blessed to have two mm-hmm. parents that were so like Supportive. I've, I've had, I experienced so many mothers um, and then 
my in my peer group and outside who like are just overly emotional and overly involved mm. and overly like you know just I'm just so glad that we always had like a consistently stable mm -hmm. level-headed like you know maybe they weren't yeah maybe they weren't over the top emotional maybe people weren't crying and stuff like that mm -hmm. but they were very stable and I'm so grateful for that because you know maybe that is what we needed because we are in touch with our emotions mm -hmm. and maybe that would have been too much yeah and we are it's almost like a, a a baseline like oh you can return to this and then you're able to explore your own self-expression and all of that um but anyways uh I have I have two more questions okay one one if you can think of one piece of advice oh to you're give. almost done yes okay go are ahead are you getting antsy a little bit okay yeah, we're almost done. Okay. If you can think of one piece, it's how, honestly how short your answers are. Okay. Um, <laughs> if you can think of one piece of advice to give to anyone listening, what would it be? Oh, one, just one. One piece of advice. Mm -hmm. Oh, God. Um, Johnny Clegg in the background. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we are, like, currently at my parents' and they're playing, like, Zulu <laughs> music. Um, God, I don't know. I mean... Dig deep. I think, like, integrity has just been a big, big thing mm. that I've learned from my parents. Like, maybe I think that, if anything, they have a lot of integrity and really modeled that. So maybe they weren't all these, you know, this and that and the other, but, you know. Um, They're really good human they beings. They always take the high road. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something I really try to do. It's not necessarily advice for other people, but maybe for myself. Like, I'm just really always trying, try to, and obviously I fail at this a lot, but I try to take the high road um, and never say never. Mm -hmm. Never say never. Justin Bieber. Exactly. <laughs> okay that's good i think i don't know where it cut off but i just asked kirsten what are three things you're grateful for oh um my family uh my family the people i love and uh, <laughs> <laughs> um i'm grateful for being curious and passionate I'm very grateful for those two things and I'm grateful for um opportunity I think because we're because I have just realized too I'm only limited by myself mm. snaps for that snaps for that <laughs> um, I literally just pulled that out of my ass but that was great that's how I bet I mean it though I do mean that's it supposed, that's how it's I supposed mean to be. it okay um do you have anything else you want to add this has been fun it is fun um I don't know I'm just so happy I'm like I just have so much to be grateful for like I just had such a, a difficult period in my life and overcame a lot of fear and um I'm just uh very very grateful for for my life and what I have and like my kids and mm -hmm. um 
I don't know. I'm just, I'm just very appreciative. I'm just in a very appreciative phase. And I'm also like, I think, okay with not having, you know, this, I think 2020 was really interesting because I actually am like, wow, there's a lot of people that are like, am I kind of okay if I don't spend time with them again? Mm -hmm. You know, like, I love them. They're great. There's nothing wrong with them. But I'm kind of okay with this like tiny little little environment that I have right now and mm-hmm. I, I really enjoy it um I've always been someone who has like the most random group of friends that if I put them in a room together they probably would all end up fighting you know <laughs> like I enjoy yeah. I enjoy that and I'm and I'm also I'm finally okay with that I think I always was really bothered by that because that's been a theme my whole life of like you know, having different, but now I'm like, wow, that's so cool, Kirsten. Like you can have different friends and different people in your life and not be in a box, just like live your life. Yeah. Like I, I didn't want to be anyway. So mm-hmm. I know it just gets better and better. I think I'm so glad to be out of my twenties. Like, oh my God, so glad. I mean, it was fun. It was so fun, but, um, I'm just like exci- I'm not excited about uh, the physical part of getting older mm-hmm. like but I'm excited about I just hope that I think it's just going to get better and better. I feel really yeah. yeah. That's awesome. The end. The end. Thank you for being on my podcast and supporting me and uh yeah, it's been fun. <laughs> I had very I actually am very impressed by your podcast. I think it's cool. <laughs> I do. I think like it's it's um more interesting than I thought it was going to be. I don't Wow. Mean I don't mean that as an insult. <laughs> no, I like I'm it. Kidding. Well, it's I think too like I listen to people talk all day long yeah. and then I talk to people all day long. Mm-hmm. And vulnerability is a huge part of my day because mm-hmm. most people talk to me differently than they talk to other people Mm -hmm. so uh I'm kind of like used to this kind of thing and it's very it's it's fulfilling right Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's a lot of fun I like being able to create a space for people to talk about literally whatever they want to talk about um it's also made me a lot more open in a lot of ways and I genuinely like I love learning from people which is why I like having people on that I'm inspired by and that I think can add you know, value to my life yes. and value to others. Um, but yeah, I'm glad you actually listened to it. That's very nice of you. Yeah. But I love you. Thank you. I love you too. And thanks for listening to my conversation with my oldest sister. The best. Kristen. Your best sister. Kate won't. <laughs> Kate doesn't want to be on it. I don't think. Why? I don't know. Um, she was like, what would I talk about? But I anyways. literally said the same thing. And here we are. We have an hour and 14 minutes of oh, content. Jesus. But anyways, I'm cutting it off now. Okay. Thank you for listening. <laughs>